Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Brother John. How are you doing? Better than average, I would say. Better than the oh. average bear. Better than the average bear. And, uh, mm. yeah, I should point out to those of you who are new to the show, uh, this is The Bro Show. We are actual brothers. My name is Jerry. And I'm John. John is the podcasting personality. I'm merely the producer. And you kind of chime in to help out, I hope. I do. Please. I do. I ask stupid questions. Mm. My job. I well, say things I like, stupid I answers. Say, yeah, and I say things like, I did not know that. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Hey, uh, are you wearing a t-shirt today that might commemorate something we need oh. to know about? Well, it's a holiday weekend, so I got just the celebrate t-shirt on. You know, it's the wrong holiday. I figure it's always worth three days. Is that the bro celebrating. show celebrate uh, t-shirt? Uh, yeah. Let me try to read upside down here. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's there. That's what it is. Should, should you know, we get some, should I get a, should I print a t-shirt that's upside down so you can read it? No, what I usually do is I just, uh, I could take put it on the chair. I could put, put it, it on, on the, the chair. chair. I could stand on my head. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I got a variety of solutions here. Well, that's very, very good. Now, I myself am wearing the year of the rat or the season of the rat, excuse me, yeah. t-shirt. Because it corresponds to the year of the rat in the Chinese zodiac. Yeah. Those were yeah. the days. Oh, weren't they, though? Yeah. So, hey, we got a sponsor, John. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah. Uh, I guess we've got this uh, Horned Lizard Conservation Society, a 503 yeah. nonprofit headquartered in Austin, um, all yeah. run by volunteers. That means they're not siphoning money off for just administration and just kind of twiddling their thumbs and sitting outside and resting. I wouldn't know an organization like that. I but, wouldn't know uh, either, no. But this one is involved in something very, very important, and that is the preservation of the horned lizard. It happens to the horned lizards are an endangered species and reside in, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. West, West Texas. Bit, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's quite there. an animal. Hey, yeah, but, but an what animal. about the what? What can they have a T-shirt? Do? There's a T-shirt. There's a T-shirt. You could buy a T-shirt, and yeah. and that money goes into the organization to fund their efforts. They're placing mm. little horned lizards in zoos. They're doing all kinds of good stuff, and it's a very good-looking T-shirt. Which reminds me, John Blondie, who helps us with our show, uh, she got one of the Bro Show uh, Season of the Lizard T-shirts, with her, which are quite rare. Ooh. They are. She got, there she got more. There's three of them. Out, like four of them three out of them. there right now. Four of them out four. there. Okay. Four. Yeah. It's transcontinental too. Sarah, who helped with today's show, by the way, in Australia, she's got one as well. So, very good. Very exciting. We'll talk more um, about her contribution in a little bit. Yep. I'm hungry to hear about it. <laughs> good one. <laughs> hey, I got, I got a lizard story for you. Yeah, lizard. Uh, you know, this is a uh, interesting product. Uh, it's close to home for you because it it's called Lizard Spit. It's the name of a company that makes a variety of products dealing with guitars, anywhere from polishing them to lubricants, etc. And perhaps you can e- explain some of the some yeah. of the products, or maybe a specific product that seems to 
enthrall you and and, and yeah. really like. So go for it. Yeah, yeah. Chris Webster uh, started the company. He's a guitarist, and uh, he wanted to create a non-toxic, uh, bio-friendly uh, product for guitars. And he's got several of them: fret polish, uh, general polish for the body, string cleaner, stuff like that. These are common things you do to maintain your guitar, to keep it in good shape, and make it easy to play. So mm. the one that actually catches my attention is the one that I have to deal with the most. That is the nut slot lubricant. Mm. Now, people are going to say, Jerry, there's an awful lot of sexual double entendre in these names for this product. I don't don't. If you're familiar with guitars, the whole concept of a guitar is nothing but uh, sexual. Uh, right. You yeah, know. It's, yeah. It's double entendre. All over. Everything yeah. about a guitar is, you know, like yeah. that. So let's ignore that. Let's ignore that. Let's not get distracted. So here's the one that interests me the most. Uh, people say, well, nut slot lubricant. What's a nut on a guitar? You would think it's something that goes on the end of a bolt, but it's not. The nut is a strip usually made of bone that is uh, runs uh, parallel, uh, perpendicular to the strings. It terminates the strings at the end of the guitar where the tuners are. So there are slots that are filed into this piece of bone, this strip of bone, that the strings go through on their way to the tuners. Here's the problem, John, is that there are sharp edges after you file a slot into a bone nut. And also, strings rarely go straight through. They usually go mm. through the nut, and then they go at an angle to the tuner, and the strings get caught. When you're trying to tighten your strings, they get caught on the nut. And because of that, you're, you think your string is tuned, but the minute you start playing, the string moves the rest of the way that it couldn't move. So it's a huge problem for me in particular because well, I make yeah, my own yeah. guitar and I'm not the greatest at doing some of these things. So if you get Lizard Spit Nut Slot Lubricant, it is not a petroleum-based. It's gel-based. It has graphite in it. And so you put that on the slots, put your strings in the slot, and they will move easily. And the gel uh, evaporates for the most part, but... The graphite remains, and it keeps everything moving. If you don't have yeah. mustard spit nut slot lubricant, then what you do is you tune your strings, and you stretch them to make sure that they went through the nut slot, then you tune again. So this cuts off a step. Here's the best part, John. In an interview, in an interview, Chris Weber demonstrated how non-toxic his products were by ingesting several of them. That's pretty sensational. <clears throat> yeah. That's it. That's our lizard story. That's really, really good. And um, Oh, by yeah, the way, one more thing. Are... Why call it lizard spit? Why call it lizard spit? That's, you know, what is the connection with the lizard? I think that, that would be a very good way to end this uh, wonderful conversation. Larger lizards, particularly ones that swallow dry, scaly reptiles whole, need to have very lubricated spit in order to get that sucker down their throat. So oh. you can even see lizard spit if you watch 
uh, Australian or African monitors roaming around. When they're fixing to feed, they salivate, and it comes out the end of their mouth as they run around. You can see it. It's in several videos in, in, on YouTube. So there's a reason they called it lizard spit, because that That's spit is highly lubricated. This, this is a lizard story. We have to get it down to the real animal, and you just did it. Yeah, you ready for a word? Yeah, you know, you've got the word this, you know, and yeah. you're, you're becoming double, the, double you're the personality so far. So it's very you know, good. I, I'm doing the, I'm doing the easy <laughs> stuff. You got the heavy lifting. You're doing the two takes. That's mostly oh, okay, it. Okay. All right. Okay. So don't get yeah. complacent. I'm not going to fall asleep when you're relaxed. All right. Good, good. Masonette is our word. Masonette. Mm. What is a masonette? This is not yes. a small mason. Like, you know, the guys with the handshakes. <laughs> this, that's not Mason. This isn't a mason jar. No. No, it's you know, bigger it's, than a bread box. I get it. It's not a guy who lays big. Not a guy who lays bricks who's very small. No. A masonette. It, it should be pronounced differently than this, but let's just say masonette. That's the common English-speaking uh, definition. It's a French-based word. And if you, you know what things are, uh, the mason part of it is a house. <laughs> And the et part of it is something small. So, mm. by deduction, without even knowing or having heard this word, you would say it's a small house, wouldn't you? Yep. And that would be it's true. Pretty close to home. Pretty close, but not completely close. It's More adjacent close. Yeah, it is. It can be a small house, but usually it's a small attached or semi-attached house to a larger building or house. There are masonettes that are part of an apartment building. They're not one of the apartments. They're like a little home that's built onto it that maybe the owner of the apartment building or the super lives in. So it's it's got some latitude, but that's what a masonette is. And I read, I, it's commonly used in Britain, so I read a lot of British books. So that's why I came up with this. And unfortunately, I cannot remember the exact book that I read that had this word in it. I read too oh, many books. Right, the source, the source. Oh, you're just so so now, worthy. Well, it's a web book, and uh, if it was a normal book, I would highlight it in the book and keep the book around until I use it on the show, and then ditch it and give you the page number and everything if you wanted it. But can't do that this time. I'm sorry, but it's a fairly common word in the UK. So that's it. Okay. That's the word. I think we're ready for two takes. Um, two takes. Smash Burger Smackdown is the title of the two takes. Yeah. Uh, we're going to discuss a what happened. And maybe you can give us just a little bit of background on how come we came up with this topic for this week. Last weekend, before our show, I was chatting with my friend Sarah, Sarah Reichelt in uh, Australia. I, I chat with her uh, every, nearly every day, five days a week. Uh, we're old coding buddies. We have created a lot of technology together over the years, and, and we chit-chat about various things. And I said, hey, what are you guys doing this weekend? And she said, Peter, her son, who lives in their compound there with him, uh, Peter's making smash burgers. I said, what? Smash burgers. I said, what's a smash burger? She said, oh, mm. you don't know what a smash burger is. So Peter got on a phone, and he instructed me to go to Shake Shack on the web website, and I could see one. 
And, uh, and then he described a little bit about it. So that's how we got on this topic. I mentioned it to you. You said, Oh, we got to do this. So what is a smash burger? Well, smash burger is actually the technique that is used to make a certain burger. So it's both the technique and the product. So how do we make a smash burger? What we do is we start with a ball, cup the, the, the ground beef and the ground beef can be Usually it's got 80% meat and 20% fat, but it, and with a variety right. of cuts, etc. But what it results in is you put it in a ball, you then put it on a griddle, or you could put it in a skillet that's got to be heat, heated to approximately 40, 400 degrees, and you smash it with a trowel-type thing um, and uh, push hard and leave it uh, pushed down for about a minute, minute and a half. Uh, this allows the juices to be sealed and also allows a kind of a brown crust, particularly on the edges of the burger, that will then provide it with that kind of flavor, that burnt flavor uh, with the meat that is considered unique and very tasty. Um, caramelized, yeah, they call it caramelized. Yes. That's, yeah. There's there's all kinds of fancy words to describe exactly oh, what yeah. that is, but. Um, so, um, that, that's, and what you do is you then flip the burger, but do not press it anymore and put it on for maybe another minute. And so this burger, that's, that's a technique. You can put a variety of, uh, of different dressings on it and, you know, the, the typical, uh, lettuce, tomato, uh, pickle on it. But, you know, each of the companies that makes these, and we're going to be referring to three very distinct, uh, franchise, uh, uh restaurants that uh feature this burger number one in the grand uh, the granddaddy of mall is steak and shake which came yeah. in existence in the 30s and then we've got the next one that came on board was shake shack and yeah. it's uh, headquartered in uh in new york and each of these it's got anywhere from 300 to 500 locations and the other last one is smash burger which is actually mm. trademarked the name so that each of them has their own different distinctive name for the burger. Steak and Shake is a steak, shake, a steak burger. Steak burger, yeah. Sh- uh, shake Shack is a shack burger. And then, of course, you've got the trademarked Smash Burger. Um, they I the, the, thing, the thing I found interesting was the Shake Shack guy uh, was from St. Louis, like us, and enjoyed Steak and Shake burgers a lot, the right. Steak Burger, and based his his burger on the steak and shake burger. He even admitted it right publicly. And That's cool. uh, I think all of them are trying to just relive the good old days because they're all of them have malts and shakes, so they're li- trying to relive that old uh, drive-in experience that we had. And steak and shake still has it to some extent, but then dress it up with respect to the motif of their where they are, and they really, yeah. you know. Emphasize the quality of the meat, etc. Perhaps some of them get a little excited about the hamburger buns that they use in order to make it. Oh, yeah. So I had the uh, the dubious distinction of going on a couple of days ago, getting a one of the what I call bare bones burgers for each of these organizations, yes. and then had an opportunity to go and do some research as to uh, what each of them. You know, has so one of the challenges I ran into was I needed to have a a base, a baseline, which means I needed to have the same burger for each of them. And what I found out was this actually 
All I had to do was ask for everything on it and then just take the onions and the ketchup off. And I got the same thing, which is basically ah. a burger, cheese, lettuce, tomato, pickle. Got so it. So I was able to get that baseline figured out. Now, um, one of the things is two of the organizations, two of them, um, the uh, Smash Burger and the um, Shake Shack, both have a secret sauce that they put Ooh. on. While Steak and Shake sticks to the ba- their basics and you, you would use ketchup to put on it. Now, I realized that I wasn't going to put ketchup on any of them, so that's why I ate them. So I did some... I put together some burger, what I call burger notes on these. Mm. So here's what I got. Okay. What I've got, I've got is I've got, I started with the uh, smash burger. And I realized that probably when you take a look at the smash burger, it's got a thickness. It's got a very good thickness. It's got very modest burnt edges, but it's clearly there. But it, it, it also has, it's a very, very moist burger. And I found that the quality of the, the lettuce and the special sauce is what the tomato that they use, all that was what really made it. They also use kind of a flaky bun versus uh-huh. having just a traditional bun. Right. So I would say that it, it was, uh, I wouldn't say it was probably the best one I had, but it was, was very good. Then I went okay. and ate a steak burger. Mm-hmm. They have modest thickness. They actually are a little bit thinner, which allows them to have a much better burnt edge. Mm-hmm. And one of the things when you buy this is that I bought the single patty. You know this is a sh- smash burger place when it, you can get it in a variety of uh, patties in it, anywhere from yeah. one to the steak and shake has actually three. Yeah, um, yeah, they do. So the steak burger uh, was a little bit on the dry side, but of course it didn't have the special sauce, and I felt that the tomato was maybe a little bit uh, right, uh, not ripe enough. Uh, I have the traditional bun, but I'll tell you right now that um, it, it it ranks pretty high. It, it's good, and it's also about a dollar ch- less in in price. Ooh. So we'll get to the price in a little little while. Uh, the last yeah. one I I did was was the uh, was the the Shake Burger, which is the uh, you know the, the the Shake Shack, and it was very good thickness, very tasty burnt edges. It had probably the most moist. It was very moist. Um, the special sauce was good. The meat was a little juicier. I found that the shake burger actually didn't appear to have quite the uh, – it wasn't quite as firm. It seemed to have mm-hmm. a little bit – the juices were a little bit more pronounced. had a ah. traditional bun. So if I had to rank these, I would say shake burger, smash burger, and then steak burger, steak and shake. But keep in mind that probably they're all fairly close – and if you want to get, if you're very value centric, I would suggest getting this, the, uh, the, the steak and shake burger because it comes with fries. And with that, you get like 469, you get it, you get that while the other two are somewhere between six and, uh, 650 and you just get the burger. Ooh, um, that's a so big difference. It's a big if difference. You, and you yeah. can always, my feeling is that I'm a big ketchup freak. So, uh, and, uh, so I've, I've been, I'm still, you know, what I decided to do was eat half the burger. And then what I'm doing now is I'm actually just <laughs> eating a little bit for what? breakfast. What? So you're eating on the show. Yeah. Why not? Just, you know, and you know what? This is a blind test because you see, I didn't, I don't know you what, don't know I'm eating. Switch. you don't know. And, and, and I don't know. And I will never know because nobody's here to have marked them. I wasn't wow. smart enough to do that. I didn't have a producer <laughs> here. 
to basically do the blind test correctly. I had myself to do it, and that's a little that doesn't work very well. Well, I'm sorry I couldn't make it up mm. there for the taste test. So oh, you, I'm you go ahead. Eating, and eat. I'm still eating the burgers. And go ahead and eat, John. I'll, I'll say find a few very, words. Very good. So I, okay, that's great, John. I'll say a few words while you're eating. How's that? Mm, very good. Okay. Good yeah. So these, I've had no experience with any smash burger other than the steak burger. Uh, as I said before, I grew up in St. Louis. Now I'm going to add one thing to John's uh, value centric comment about the steak burger, the steak and shake burger, and that is that their French fries are distinctive. Their French fries, as I recall in St. Louis, and I think they're still this way, are very small, not small serving, but they're cut very fine, almost like a shoestring potato. They're very thin, and that's one of the things I always liked about them. Now, you think, wow, well, that would be great. That means they're kind of like the McDonald's fries, you know? No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not fried until they're almost burnt. They're, they are fairly soft compared to many other French fries I've had. So I would just, yeah, listen to my brother eat. Isn't that wonderful? Well, it's, so, it's weird because I told you that I could get the fries, the steak and shake fries. I got yeah. them. Did so you? I just, yeah, because they, they came with are the Are they burger. small? Are they small? Yeah, they're, 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 they're fairly small. In fact, I've been, been eating them up. I just, I didn't eat them during, I didn't want to mess up my tasks. So I right. didn't eat any of them um, on Thursday. I but see. they are very good. But, I like uh, them a lot. It might hey, be nostalgia, you, though. It might be nostalgia. If you go on the Internet, you're going to find that people make a big deal about making them. It's almost like a, an exercise. Like, you, let's take an afternoon to make smash burgers. And make it's, a big deal. Deal. it's a big deal. It's a big deal. The, the yeah. thing is, these are more vertical. These are, the, the buns are actually fairly small. So, right. you know, for me to eat a half of a burger for three of them, it was filling, but it wasn't like I was going to, you know, bust a bell or something. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so keep that, that in mind that they're, they're not very big. So as a result, you're going to look for, if you're looking for, if you've got a big appetite, what you're going to do is you're going to put the bit, you're just going to put another, ask for another patty and you're going to make your sandwich more like a Dagwood, except, you know, it's going to be vertical sandwich. So yeah. hey, uh, one important thing that we didn't mention, and these are like safety tips for the kids at home who might try this. Don't try this on a on a on a grill. You do this on a griddle, on a flat piece of metal. It, it may be obvious, oh yeah yeah you yeah, yeah you don't want to it needs to be said yeah you won't get the same effect on a on a, a grill with you know bars bar marks. And oh all no that no stuff. that would be bad. That would go through and that would be self defeating. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. other thing I want to point out is that uh, with respect to this implement that is used to smash them, yeah. originally the the smashing was done with a can. So you just take the end of a can and you could do it when you were when it was just you know in the when they were just starting to do it at the very beginning. Now you can, yeah you can get on the internet and buy it. There's a tool. There's a tool in order to do it. You use wax There's paper this, too. Use uh, wax paper too, so it doesn't stick. Doesn't stick. The other thing that's kind of interesting is that there's a there's some Chicago um, Smashburger uh, urban history here that I thought was kind of interesting. I asked somebody who's a foodie about Smashburgers, and they pointed out to me that that at one time uh, in a very exclusive Chicago um, executive dining club, uh, a person asked for a Smashburger, and apparently the person didn't have the right implement to smash. 
Ooh. So what they did is they basically took a uh, a fire extinguisher and took it off the wall and pounded the meat on the grill with it, Griddle, creating yeah. a hazard, needless to say. The burger wow. turned out very well, but the cook that cooked it immediately got fired. Whoa! <laughs> That's harsh. That's yeah, harsh way to make a burger, harsh termination. Oh boy, that was that was invigorating this discussion. I think now though it's time for a couple groaners. Oh groaners, 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 groaners. Yeah, oh I got I got two groaners. Our groaners okay. are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as the coach. So I got one that I got one I think's real, real good, and I'm gonna save that one. So I'm gonna start off a little slow. Hang with me, it'll get better. Here we go. Okay. What happens when you cover a tennis racket with ice cream? What happens when you cover a tennis racket with ice cream? You have soft serve. You got it. Oh, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> you get soft serve. Man, you nailed that puppy. Okay. I did. I did. Oh, you are good. You are good. Thank so you. So here's, here's, here's the other one. What's it called? When it is painful to say A-E-I-O-U. What is it called when it is painful to say A-E-I-O-U? You have a vowel obstruction. Close. I'm going to give you a lot of extra credit. It's called irritable vowel syndrome. Mine's better since you have had one. Yeah. You I haven't had I a vowel have. obstruction, but you've had a bowel obstruction. I hope that's yeah, not I've had a, a violation. Yeah, yeah I, I like the way that you actually referenced to one of my ailments with your answer, and I respect that, and as a result, we'll give you full credit. Whoa! <laughs> two, two for two! Yeah, I'm going to give you two for two. I personally, I like the uh, irritable vowel syndrome myself, but that is hey, good. To each that is good. That is good. I'll, I'll admit that. All right, John. Well, i got to continue eating my burgers, and, uh, and you have a good one, Okay. Mm-hmm.